0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you guys along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and it's Phil too. Guys, welcome back to Fantasy Football Part 2 of our podcast series here. We're going to be diving deep into fantasy football, giving you some of the better players you should be looking at and also some specific ones to avoid. Yeah, we're going to go over some sleepers
1: and busts this round. We're also going to talk about some news you should probably know before you go into your draft. And draft certain people. Yep, and then... just we're gonna go over also maybe the best way to actually do your draft some draft strategies exactly. Um, so first thing let's talk about is just some. Um, or did you want to do that? We're gonna
0: So if you guys listened to last the last episode here, I'm quizzing Phil on the most recent on the most by recent the way, NFL draft.
1: By the way, he has the answers in front of him. I do,
0: but I. If you would like, I could do this as well too. Next I'll time it, you, can, I'll do it next time. That next way. time you can quiz me because I do pay attention to college football a little bit more than you do. That's true. But anyways, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, once again, for those of you who are unfamiliar, I'm going to give him a player. He has to tell me which college they played at. It's going to be for the most recent draft, one player per round, and then one undrafted. Okay? So, for example, last time I gave him Jackson, Smith, and Jigman in the first round. He played at Ohio State. If you'd like the results of that one, please go listen to the other episode. All right. Starting you know,
1: off. Bro is exposing me right now,
0: and, I, <laughs> and I'm not here for it. <laughs> All right. This one should be a softball. That's what I said about Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm very upset that you didn't get that one. Well, okay. I
1: knew who you were talking about, and I knew where he was, and I remember watching the game. I just couldn't remember who it was.
0: First round, Jalen Carter.
1: Jalen Carter. It's Alabama. No. Not Alabama. It's Georgia. I get Georgia and Alabama mixed up, dude. Because, yeah, I do, yeah.
0: Yep, Jalen Carter played at Georgia. He was the monster that's, from Georgia that's, that fell to the Eagles at nine, who yeah, which should have been the number one overall pick.
1: That's right, because, yeah, that Georgia defense was the one that basically could be their own NFL defense. Exactly.
0: Well, guys, that's a strike one of the first round. Hey, I'm,
1: I just get Alabama and Georgia mixed
0: up because they both have been like the number one
1: teams recently.
0: All right, I'm going to give you, I, I heard you mention this guy the other day. Let's hope you paid attention to what college he went to, Zach Charbonnet
1: zach charbonnet second round i do remember talking about him and i think i even remember seeing him on a roster and i saw where the college was like because it
0: had like the description of description yep. of him. because what happened was this was in i think this was yesterday during our fantasy draft it was like in the later rounds you're like z charbonnet or z charbonnet you're like who's he play for yeah so zach charbonnet
1: uh, oh my gosh Was it Michigan?
0: No, UCLA. Or wait,
1: didn't he play at Michigan, though? And no. then you got transferred to UCLA?
0: Oh, yeah. Zach Charbonnet actually did start at Michigan. So, you know what? We'll give you half okay. credit on that one. Okay. I was,
1: I was like, I... I okay. Yeah. Yep.
0: Charbonnet started at Michigan, transferred to UCLA, entered the draft after that. All right. We are heading over to the third round. Third round. We're heading into not quite, you know, nobody knows. Um. Oh, here's a good one. Hank Bigsby.
1: Bigsby. Oh my gosh. I actually remember
0: like okay. In the third round. Current he's the current backup running back for Jacksonville.
1: What conference was he in?
0: SEC. Southeastern Conference. Okay.
1: So okay, SEC. Was it Auburn?
0: Yes. Let's go. All right, there we go. So you go. are one and a half out of three right now. <laughs> All right, that's a good start. It's a good start. Better than last time. Oh so. my gosh! dude. I was so bad last time. <laughs> last time was a bit rough.
1: I was like so bad last time. It
0: was, uh, yeah. It was not the greatest. All right. Fourth round. Give me Nick Herbig. Herbig. Herbig played in the Big Ten.
1: What position? Herbix, I can't even... That doesn't even ring a bell for some Outside
0: reason. linebacker. Oh.
1: He played for the Big Ten? In the Big Ten. Oh, gosh. I literally have no idea. Who does he play for like in the NFL right now? The Steelers. The Steelers? When did he get
0: drafted? Fourth round, this last year. Just this last yeah, year? All these players are from the most recent draft. Or I guess it would be this year. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I honestly have no idea. Wisconsin. Oh. All right, I'm going to give you another one here. You may or may not recognize this name, but he was the number one recruit out of Utah in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Or 2020. Noah Sewell. He is related to Pinay Sewell, by the way. Noah Sewell? Noah Sewell. Fifth round pick.
1: That does ring a bell. But I don't remember him very much, because I don't. I didn't watch Utah football back then either.
0: This is no. He was the number one recruit out of Utah. Oh, I thought you said for some reason
1: I thought you said 2019. Yeah, twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, he was the number one recruit in Utah's high school class in twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. He was a five star linebacker. Oh, okay.
1: What conference did he go to? Pac twelve. Pac twelve. Um, Just looking at the Pac-12s teams. No worries.
0: Okay. And he didn't play for Utah. Did not play for Utah.
1: Um, I honestly have no idea. USC? Oregon. Oh, it was
0: Oregon? He played for Oregon. Yeah. It was going to be Oregon or USC, so I mean kind
1: of going to I down.
0: know I was like I was 50/50 50, 50 shot and I missed. 50-50 <laughs> shot. So it's okay. We're going into the sixth round here. Give me Oshan Mathis.
1: Oshan Mathis. I actually remember that. Mm, I would give you a
0: hint on that one but I think it would give it away. But he did play in the Big 10.
1: He played in the Big 10? Yes. Oh gosh. And the Big 10 is just so different right now.
0: <clears throat> well, think back to last year cuz this is based off of last That's year. That's
1: true. I'm just gonna look at the. Let's see. The Big Ten? The Big Ten. Wait. Is he a Nebraska guy?
0: He is a Nebraska guy. Played for Nebraska yeah, defense. So you are at two and a half out of six right now. One more correct answer you will beat yesterday's <laughs> score. Alrighty, let's go ahead and go here. Seventh round. See, these are when we get into people that are obviously a little bit less known mm-hmm. here. Right. I'm going to give you Andrew Voorhees.
1: I don't know. I know Voorhees because I met someone with the last name of Voorhees, mm-hmm. but I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> what conference did they get? pac 12. Again? Mm hmm. Was it Utah? No, it was no. not. He
0: played for USC. Because I
1: was going to say, I, like, I know someone with the last name of Voorhees, so I was like, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> just maybe.
0: All right, so to try to beat your high score, I'm going to find one other 2023 undrafted free agent to see if you can beat yesterday's score. Are you ready for this?
1: Two and a half. You won't
0: give me the three. I won't give you the three, <laughs> only because he played half of his college career at... But I was right,
1: because he did play at TCU yeah but he came out of UCLA
0: so he still played at TCU that's why I gave you half
1: credit it should be full credit it should
0: be full credit I mean even then we'll, we'll see what happens here because okay? I feel like no, I don't anyways because anyways God alright let me find someone who's not too hard here let me I feel like if I give you a hint on that one it would give it away You know what? Let's go with Brandon Joseph. Safety. Brandon Joseph? Brandon Joseph. One of the highest rated transfers of this last cycle. Transferred out of Northwestern to another college. Out of Northwestern? Out of Northwestern. He did not stay in conference. So no Big Ten schools.
1: Oh my gosh, I actually remember this.
0: Brandon Joseph, right? Brandon Joseph. Transfer to a big school. Yeah. Big football school.
1: Oh, my gosh. It was Notre Dame. Yes, sir.
0: There it is. He went to Notre Dame. Let's go. Undrafted Phil with three and a half out of eight. He improved by half a point.
1: It's a full point. You just won't give it to me because you want to. He's just
0: salty. I don't know if I'm salty, but we were both you're correct petty. on Petty is probably a better yeah, way of you're putting petty. it. Yeah, Petty. So anyways, that's just a little fun we like to start off with. We're going to hop into the fantasy football now. Right.
1: So some important news you should know before you go into your draft, because this week I feel like it's going to be a more popular week for drafts to start, at least mm-hmm. the, for the smarter people, because so much is, can happen bef- like during the preseason, during training camp, during practice, all this stuff leading right up into the NFL, because yep. they're just trying to get their bodies back into game shape. And so a lot of people do get injured during this time. A lot of mm-hmm. weird things can happen. Um, But kind of some significant thing that's probably the head news right now Is Jonathan Taylor was put on the um Physically unable yeah, to perform list basically. Yeah, or the pup list The pup list, yeah And that means he's going to have to miss the first four weeks
0: And that includes even if he decides to Or even if he gets traded Yeah, no matter, those no matter
1: where he goes He will not be playing in the first four weeks So
0: if you want to talk about Petty the, the Colts are
1: being extremely petty right now. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like um, they, straight, they went from if you're not going to play for
0: us, you're not going to play for anyone. So
1: it's like okay, so what? Who's his backup? It's supposed to be Zach Moss. However, he has a broken arm. <laughs> Zach Moss so he's recovering a from arm. a broken arm right now.
0: Expected to come back sometime around mid. He'll be back September. like the second or third week probably. So that leaves like that. us with Dion Jackson, who had I think one or two starts last year. Dion
1: Jackson was solid. He I think he'll go off. But honestly, if Jonathan Taylor isn't traded,
0: that he'll. It'll be his spot back. 100%. But,
1: um, but, yeah, so Zach Moss is hurt. Jonathan Taylor is put on the pup list, which I think is kind of weird. Um, anyways, um, fun fact, though, a big player also that was put on the pup list was Von Miller.
0: Yep, he's also on so, there as well.
1: Which, I mean, unless you're actually drafting individual like defensive players, that's not really that big of a concern. Um, it can, I guess, affect the... Bill's a little
0: bit. Just a little bit, But, yeah. like,
1: I mean, I always stream defenses, so, like... Oh, yeah. And,
0: and um, I, even though Phil says this is not important, I still want to give it to all you follow... You And I'll explain why
1: them. I don't feel like it's that important. After. He
0: says that this player is constantly injured. Which I'm not wrong. He's not wrong, but he's still consistent as well. Mike Evans is dealing with a groin injury right now. Unsure if right now he's going to miss any time, but that could be significant for a wide receiver. So here's
1: the thing. Groin injuries... Um, Calf injuries and ankle injuries, high ankle injuries, can make a player kind of injury prone for the rest of the year. For some reason, those three injuries are the injuries that seem or to keep it hamstrings. That's what I'm, what did I say? Did I oh, say no, calf?
0: High ankle sprains, you said calf though.
1: Oh, I meant I meant hamstring. I don't know why yeah, I said so calf hamstring, injury. Hamstring,
0: high ankle sprains. If you got a calf injury, you're looking close,
1: maybe an Achilles problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but like a, a hamstring, high ankle sprain, and a groin injury. Mm-hmm. For some reason, those injuries just seem to kind of like linger. They don't really go away for a while until they get a chance to stop playing for the off season, or unless they just stop playing for the regular season. Um, but I swear, Mike Evans always has an injury. Always. And the only he should be more of a caution this year anyways because of the quarterback play like he's not gonna be that high rated anyways this year because of quarterback quarterback play in general. You're going from Tom Brady to Baker mayfield I mean <laughs> that's, wrong that's, that's, so like i'm not that's why I'm not like too worried about it Mike but if Mike Evans falls to you in like the fifth or sixth round, like he's worth it that's worth it right um but another significant injury that kind of happened that people are like not I see a lot of people say not to worry about it it's Jerry Judy like he'll be he's, possibly he's back for the week Week one
0: yeah he's not ruled out a week one yet
1: but he does have a hamstring problem and those ones are probably the more likely to sideline them more than not because um, they're just for some reason harder to recover from I'm not exactly sure why I don't know the science behind that I'm not sure why that's a thing but you always see people with hamstring issues re injure throughout the year.
0: It's true. It, and especially for people who, you know, have to make a ton of cuts and stuff like that. Like it, it's potential that he maybe gets a little bit more hurt.
1: Yeah. It, it, and I'm not saying like, don't draft him. Cause if like, if he falls to like, in you know, like a third or fourth round, Depending on if you have a ten or twelve team league, exactly. too, um, like a ten team league, if he falls to like the third, I'd still almost maybe pass up on it. Um, but like maybe fifth or sixth is where JJ Judy should be placed, honestly. About right, yeah. Um, but it's like a twelve team league, maybe third round, fourth round. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good spot for him. Um, so, just to keep in mind, those are the most significant things that we can probably think of right now that'll actually like affect affect your not just maybe like your starting week, but like throughout the year. Because um, those guys are all, if they're healthy They they should be like someone who you start every week mm-hmm. But Jerry, Judy, you know Jonathan Taylor, Mike Evans That like you mentioned the, Dealing with these kind of injuries It's like, it's risky
0: 100% um,
1: But it's high risk, high reward, right? All these guys that we mentioned Could potentially win your leagues I personally think I think so Um, Especially Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Like, because he's going to run with a chip on his shoulder When he gets back Like, you know he's just going to Go all out, oh, yeah, um, sure. but next let's move on to draft strategies because there's a few different ways to go. I think we should mention some of the worst things that we have seen in the drafts that we've done because we've done the, now these about are just ten. Ones. Yeah, we've yeah. done about ten like mock drafts. I would say probably close to. I'll I'll go ahead and mention the worst one we've seen by far because I don't think it's really disputed. It's not. It can, so we did a mock draft yesterday. And someone had the number one pick, and they chose the Dolphins' defense.
0: <sighs> like, I mean, he must have been trolling. Like,
1: you—you've got to be because literally any starting player on a roster is better than that.
0: Yeah, honestly,
1: because defenses, <sighs> defenses, quarterbacks, and kickers—in my opinion—you can wait. 100%. You can really wait for those defenses. I actually stream, like. Unless you have, like, the 49ers or something like that. But, like, then their bye week comes, I'm, like, I wouldn't totally mind dropping them, like, to find just another defense. Like, honestly. Um, But there are some ways that people go. Some people go, um, like, either elite running back or wide receiver. And wide receiver, honestly, has a lot of depth this year. Oh, 100%. Lots of depth. Yeah. what I've been kind of going with is wide receiver heavy.
0: Wide receiver heavy, especially. Um, I will say this. The running backs are a little bit less thin. So they're, it's not a terrible idea if you want to go running back first as well, too. Mainly just because, again, there's not a ton of elite oh, running no. backs. If,
1: if you have a top three pick, you could easily go Christian with McCaffrey. Mish, C- Christian McCaffrey or even Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it, it's also kind of hard to pass up. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Exactly. Their
0: potential is just way up there. Justin Jefferson, most consistent receiver in football. Jamar Chase has the highest upside of any receiver in football. At oh, the yeah,
1: for sure. And, like, if you've got a couple of pretty good, like, say it, what I would recommend, and this is what I kind of did the last couple of times we drafted, is I got a couple of good running back. Oh, that's a lie. If you're going running back heavy, like I said, like, if you're, if you're going to start your picks with a high-end running back, I would say maybe try to aim for also a high-end uh, quarterback if you have the shot mm-hmm. because there is so much room in the wide receiver position and it changes constantly. Players break out. like yep. We'll talk about sleepers and busts here in a second where players probably won't be drafted as high as they should be and maybe even players you can pick up once the season starts off the waiver wire. Um, so, <coughs> um, my mind just went blank. So, if you have a chance, like say you draft like I don't know, not Jonathan Taylor anymore. But say so you get, like, Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler. This, by the time your next pick comes around, there's a good chance that the rest of the high-end running backs are gone. 110%.
0: Um,
1: And you're not going to get probably, like, a top three or five receiver at that point. Um, Unless you're, like, in the – Like, probably the best spot to be in is probably either, like, the fourth spot or, like, the seventh and eighth spot.
0: Right really well there.
1: Because you can get um, a couple of good – you can go with like one good running back and then one good receiver. Or you can go with two high end receivers. If you're at like the seventh or eighth spot, you can, there's a good chance you can get some really high good running backs like Saquon, uh, Saquon, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. You know, it there's there are decent running backs. They're just not as valued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Bijan Robinson.
0: I'm interested to see how he goes. I'm interested how
1: yeah. he goes. I'm still kind of like weird on it because it's kind of different because like Saquon and like Christian McCaffrey when they came in, they had amazing rookie seasons. But they also weren't really competing for a spot. They didn't have like a second running back that was also really good on their team.
0: Exactly. Bijan is still dealing with the 1,000-yard rusher who was a rookie last year in Tyler Algiers. So.
1: Yeah, so, so it's like I'm not sure that he's why he's rated so high because mm-hmm. he, they do have a good running back. Like they almost don't even necessarily need him.
0: And I still think Cordell Patterson is going to take a lot of those passing downs, like a third down back. I think Patterson is going to be in for a lot of those. Still,
1: he could be. He is just kind of getting up there.
0: He in is age, but out of the three, I would like, trust Patterson with the best hands because he's a former wide receiver. So,
1: for sure, it's just they might be kind of like kind of bringing in two new like super young guys that are both mm. somewhat proven to be good. Just Bijan Robinson, I don't understand. I'm, I guess I'm just confused on Bijan Robinson oh, right now. It. He's yeah. just kind of someone you're just gonna. It'll be. It's a super risky pick, but mm-hmm. like if it's if he follows the trend as of these other like really high like hyped rookie corner quarter, quarterback or running backs go, it's gonna pay off oh, if if, it, if the trend follows. But my only problem is. Algier is still there. He did get a thousand yards rushing. Cordell Patterson is still there. I don't know if he'll play as much as he did last year, but he's still proven to be very liable and useful. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it kind of the, the draft strategy does kind of depend on where your pick is. Hundred percent. If you're in the top five, I almost say you go with the receiver. Yeah. Unless you get a top three pick, top three, I would, because if your league knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and probably Christian McCaffrey will go top three. Yep. And then probably it should go Austin Eckler after that. The fifth spot is where it's kinda like, now what? Because <laughs> Cooper Cup's there, but like I am so, so hesitant on Cooper Cup.
0: Just because of his injury. Because his
1: injury, quarterback play, the team itself is just not good. It's he'll get a lot of catches, so that's what's gonna that's why his value is so high but I just don't like believe in him as much as maybe I should. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So I'm not going to say what strategy I'm going to go for just because we are doing a draft this Saturday and that's the one that I actually really care about.
0: (laughs) Everything else is practice. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Everything else is like, Oh, that'd be cool to see it go off. But like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Uh, So I don't know. What do you think? What do you, I don't know. What strategies do you like?
0: I, I am preferably in no RB strategy kind of guy. Like yeah. I just think wide receivers are the best way to go right now. If because you're in there's a, so MPP much elite production, league. and the issue is, I think a lot of teams are moving towards committee running backs too as well. Yep, they like, are. Not a ton of there's not a lot of teams left that are have like one elite white or one elite running back like your Saquon's, your Eckler, your and even Eckler last year was getting. Um, he was losing some snaps I mean
1: even Christian McCaffrey Isn't a total Because they have mm-hmm. Depot that can run They've got uh, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell Who is run. When he's healthy Is really really good Exactly Like it's I mean
0: And why The difference And this The league is moving Towards a passing league Like almost Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying The running backs like, Are going to go a stink But the fullbacks Are already basically gone Because I mean
1: The Eagles have great Running backs They do Boston, are, Did Boston's Actually get traded Or no Is he still there I think he's I still there um, Kenneth Gainwell is there DeAndre Swift is now there However, you know they have Jalen Hurts who can also run in. They've got great receivers there. You look at um, Baltimore; you got J.K. Dobbins there. You've got Gus Edwards that's there. Melvin Gordon was there, but he just got released because you know they don't like the fumble. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> um so yeah, there is a like, quite a few teams that are like there are a backing lot up. Are... I mean, just we just talked about one: Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier with Cordell Patterson. Like, exactly. you know, it's... what I
0: think teams are going to start doing is they're going to stack up on high pick running backs with controllable contracts like a B. John Robinson five years under control manageable salaries. Yeah. And then maybe just move on. And
1: I think maybe the Chiefs have started that trend.
0: They have Isaiah exactly because
1: they, they don't need
0: Isaiah Pacheco's a seventh rounder. Clyde Edwards Lair, their first round pick is being outplayed by their seventh rounder Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, yeah by far. They have and, Jared McKinnon who's probably the best at catching. Yeah
1: like and that's the thing they're not even like consi- like Isaiah Pacheco is the number one there but like He's going to be more used as a wide receiver Like honestly like they might run him On like a couple of short downs but like I really Don't think he's going to be used as much Like as like a normal Running back one would be used he's still Going to be their number one running back Mm -hmm. But as compared to like a Saquon Like we mentioned or even a Christian McCaffrey Or like Derrick Henry You know it's not going to be near like That kind of production Yeah, I think
0: more teams are moving towards Committees like get two solid running backs With controllable contracts um, And then that way you know you can extend a life for the running back while also not having to pay a ridiculous amount of money type of thing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, that probably is the best strategy right now is zero running back until things kind of shift maybe backwards to exactly. where it was. Cause before it was kind of like a get heavy, good running backs. Very good. Run- yeah. Um, so that's they- how I used to always do it until these last couple of years. There's not
0: a ton of workhorses anymore. That's the no, issue. there's yeah. not.
1: Um, and it's kind of proven that they get hurt easier too when they are played that way. Exactly. So it's, 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 you know, it is what it is type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to move on We're going to talk about some sleepers Who are people who are not ranked as high as they should be And might actually break out this year And have re- really good years Busts are people who are ranked somewhat high But probably shouldn't be where they are Because they're probably not going to do as good as people expect Exactly um, So let's start with Busts Do you want to start with QBs on QB your end? QB
0: Busts This is going to be a hot take The very first one already off the back is a hot take Give me Aaron Rodgers And let me give you mm. two reasons why Their offensive line is still questionable It's true Um, And yes, he does have Dalvin Cook coming in And he does have Brees Hall coming in off of injury as well But I think it's still going to take time for Aaron Rodgers to mesh with this offensive unit And it's not going to help that his offensive line is still kind of all over the place he does have Garrett Wilson he's gonna be throwing to. Um, he does have, I, he does have comfortable
1: receivers in Randall Cobb and
0: Alan Lazard. They're both there. The issue with Cobb is that he's up there in age, so I'm no, not sure I, how much he's gonna be out there.
1: With if Aaron Rodgers wants him out there, he'll be out there. Um, well, I don't know
0: if his body's gonna let him is what I'm but, saying. Uh, no, but
1: yeah, but that's what I mean, is like I can I can kind of see that, but I
0: I don't know. I think the Jets are gonna do great this year. I I think they're gonna miss the playoffs still, but I mean we talked about this in the last episode, yeah, so. Yeah. And then my other bust. This guy had a breakout season last year. No one, no one saw it coming. What, Jared Goff? No. And I think he's going to fall back down to earth because people are actually going to pay attention oh, to Oh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith. You
1: I, just don't like the Seahawks. I
0: don't like the Seahawks, but let me explain why. Okay? Number one, like I said, no one saw Geno Smith coming this last year. And the overall results are already, like, just the general like, consensus on his career is that, you know, he was below average, wasn't that great. He did have a good season. Don't get me wrong. He does have. Three good wide right receivers. He has great weapons. Does have good weapons, too. I'm also very questionable on their O-line, though, as well, too. Because even though he did have two rookie left ta- or two rookie tackles last year, they weren't the greatest. Charles Cross was okay. Um, but I do just want to say Bradley Chubb sacked Geno Smith twice in that game. Yeah, see, five.
1: this is more of a no, passion right.
0: thing. But also, the other thing, Geno Smith, again, on the wrong side of 30. And I think he's going to start losing his mobility a little bit more, too. Because that was a big reason. Because he was a good rusher last year as a quarterback. Yeah. And teams are going to pay more. T- I think. Let me give you the big reason why I think it's going to happen. Teams have tape on Geno Smith. Now, like, a full season of him actually That's going. True. That's true. And because they have that now, they expect him. They, they know what he's going to be doing. They're going to be able to study his tendencies. I'm not going to say he's going to be downright terrible, like... I don't know Nate Sudfeld or like I, I, Nate Peterman who threw like five interceptions in and I'm not expecting that, but I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year.
1: I think he'll be fine still because he still has DK. People knew what DK was about. They, he still has Lockett. lockett has been there forever. Mm-hmm. He's got great running backs in Kenneth Walker. Um, you know, I honestly don't think he's going to be. If he, I do expect him to drop a little bit, but not really that much mm-hmm. um, because of you know they still have the same coaching. They still have the same weapons. I don't know. I think. If anything, he probably does come down a little bit, but I don't think he's a bad pick. But my bus, I have, and this is based on um, kind of more of risk, I guess. Yeah. is what I took. Um, first one is Tua.
0: I could see it. Health is going to be his big thing there.
1: Because if he's healthy, honestly, he could finish as like a top quarterback. One hundred percent. However, I feel like he's going to have to play much more cautiously. And I don't think if he, fix his if, if, if he 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 needs to play more cautiously. The O line is still awful. He needs to run, but I think that's gonna risk it a mm-hmm. lot with the way he's been playing. Yeah. If he has one more injury, concussion, especially concussion, a yeah. head injury, he's gonna be out for maybe forever. Like they, he could honestly have retired for medical reasons already. Like two, they weren't just like, I mean, all concussions are bad, right? Mm-hmm. But these ones were like catastrophic, like. The staffing needs. I mean, I guess that one staff doctor did lose a job after that. First, the one where he was like, um, like he got up and he like fell down, but then oh, he kept yeah, playing, and then the next week he got another concussion. Yeah,
0: and then like they called. He basically didn't call down and tell him to take him off the field. Yeah.
1: Um, my next one, because like I said too, like I said, if he stays healthy. He should be good Because he's got Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle. He's got great but the risk is just much higher But the risk life. is insanely high And he has to play differently And I feel like He's not going to be Used to it And I don't feel like A quarterback that Doesn't move as much Is much easier To guard And play Because yeah, When you don't have a, Unless you're Tom Brady Because <laughs> oh, no.
0: He's very mobile Here's the thing with these younger quarterbacks. I think they do play a little bit more careless because they have that athleticism. They're a little bit more mobile. Players like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, the reason they were able to last longer in the league, two reasons. Number one, I think they were smarter in the sense that they didn't take unnecessary hits. Yeah, for sure. But also, like Josh Allen takes, they invested in their O line. They did. Like Tom Brady, especially. Yeah. They, they, like they all had good old lines while they were playing. Like they they they're like, hey, go get me some good old line. I'm like they had amazing receivers and, too. It,
1: don't and, me wrong. and nothing against Tua, but like he is small, and so it is harder for him to stay in the pocket in exactly. general because it's easier to collapse on him than a taller quarterback. Exactly. Um. But but my next one is Dak Prescott because he played what twelve games last year, and he tied for the most interceptions. He played
0: I think he played 10 or something like that but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, yeah, he
1: played just over half the season. And he's still tied for the most interceptions. Can you imagine if he played a full season, he would have killed in interceptions. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he would have been like
0: <laughs> he would have been way clear of Derek Carr who, yeah, who so, was tied with.
1: Yeah, so it's 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 another thing like he does have that mobility but that has gone down a lot since his ankle injury mm-hmm. which of course like obviously it should. Um and just the Cowboys are just I don't know. Like, they have the potential to be so good, especially with um, CeeDee Lamb there. And um, you now they brought in Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. I just think he's going to do bad. I literally, like, they literally drafted, they literally traded for Trey Lance. There's something going on there, and I, I just bet. don't trust it. I don't know yeah. if it was, like, some sort of motivational tactic, I don't know if it was some sort of, like, safety blanket I don't know if it's something they want to maybe try out like a duo running quarterback type mm-hmm. of thing like I don't know nobody knows nobody knew this was happening until no, no it happened expected it to happen. nobody expected it they didn't tell the coach it was going to happen until it happened they didn't tell Dak Prescott it was going to happen they didn't tell anybody in, until they did it until they told America like everyone mm-hmm. found out before they did um like we found out the same time Dak Prescott did
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean yep
1: like so anyways that's those are my two busts for quarterbacks because I just Thank don't you. they're just too risky for me like I would honestly rather draft Jano Smith than those two quarterbacks. He's more safer. But anyways, so now let's move
0: on to running backs. You can go with first running backs. Well, I didn't go – we have to go into our dark horses for QB still. We'll do that. We'll do our – Oh, you want to do all bust first? Yeah, okay. okay. We'll We'll do do bust bust first. first. All right. So bust, number one, I think we talked about this guy a lot. And I think this is mainly going to be not because of his talent, but because of his quarterback situation is so turbulent right now. He's going to be the focus of the offense by the defense. Rashad White Oh I didn't even think of Rashad White Because Literally I could see The Buccaneers situation Being Baker Mayfield Sucked in week 1 We're starting Kyle Trask And then he's going to be bad And we're starting Baker Mayfield in week 3 And the one person That's going to be the same as Rashad White So they're going to know He's the main threat So I'm, I 100% Could see Rashad White Being the focus of the offense and then the defense is just going to basically be honing in on him until Baker and Kyle Trask can actually do something.
1: I didn't put him as a sleeper but I almost could put him as a sleeper for those same reasons.
0: Like he's the only viable person that's the easiest person to get the ball to. The other re- That's true. Easiest person to give the ball to but we also haven't seen a ton of him is what I'm saying. We haven't seen a ton of him and especially with his O-line being also banged up as well too. They lost their center Ryan Jensen I think mm-hmm. for the season. Yeah. Um. So his O-line is banged up. He's his offense is who knows what's gonna happen with the offense so Rashad White I think is someone that I'm not gonna say he's gonna suck but I think his ADP is like in the thir- low 30s high 40s right now I mm-hmm. think that's way too high for him right now I would think be safer to see him in like maybe the 60s just because he's be- he's being given like borderline RB2 vibes right now. I don't yeah. see him RB two right now.
1: The thing is, the thing is, though, like I said, I, you could almost flip that and say he's a good sleeper because he's he is going to be a workhorse. He's going to be a
0: workhorse, but
1: that doesn't always mean good things.
0: We saw what no. happened with Najee last year when he was the workhorse. Yeah, that's also because the Steelers have
1: probably close to the worst line.
0: Exactly. So I could see that happening with the Bucks this year.
1: It's po- it's possible, it's... and they had
0: the same situation with the quarterbacks: Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky had to switch. Someday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they also don't have. Mike Tomlin's in there,
0: Mike Tomlin. Exactly. If Mike that's Tomlin, what happened yeah. with Mike Tomlin and Najee Harris, imagine what's going to happen with Todd Bowles and Rashad White in Tampa.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If
0: that's. I mean, we'll see. we'll see. I just think his draft position is way too high, based off of nothing.
1: No, yeah, you shouldn't pick him as like your RB one, RB two. He could be like a sleeper or like a or not sleeper, mm-hmm. a flex or maybe like a backup for yeah, one you your he's other running backs is like,
0: like low thirties, high forties right now. That's, that's true. Too high. That's true. And then the other one, we talked about him a little bit earlier, actually. Isaiah Pacheco. It's just, even though he is the lead back, he's not the feature back. You know? Isaiah Pacheco is going to be, I think his main focus is going to be short yard situations. So goal line, mm. four, three, third and ones, third and two, stuff like that. Like, he's a bulldozer. He is good. He's a heavy downhill runner, straight line runner. Has decent agility. haven't really seen him a ton in the catching game, though, in the passing game. Like, I think we talked about it. I think that's going to be more of, like, a Jarek McKinnon type thing because he's he's a solid catching back as well. Not to mention, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, dude. They pass, like, 40 times a game. Yeah, they do. And, you know, Travis Kelsey's obviously going to be there, all the other receivers. I mean, I think they mentioned it while we were watching the draft. I think it's 11 different receivers or tight ends had 100 yards receiving last year. Yeah. So... I think Isaiah Pacheco is again I don't think he's going to have a terrible year but I don't think he's going to be as good just because he's going to be in a split backfield again. Yeah,
1: any yeah, I think Pacheco will and this is not it's hard because we're not saying like Pacheco's bad at all. If anything, he's probably the best running back on the team. Exactly. Um like he's going to be listed as the starter, but the way the Chiefs just play, yeah, he's it's it's not good for him. Yeah, he's he's going to be good, but he's not going to be someone that's going to win you any teams like he might have a couple I could see him having like maybe some good games mm-hmm. but it's not going to be consistent it's it's someone who's going to be like a okay I have a bye week for my running back should I put him in like he has a good matchup right it's like mm-hmm. you're kind of taking a chance like he's going to do either really good or is he going to get like maybe like a couple of catches for a few yards and then is Jarek McKinnon going to have like a great game so they stick with him right mm-hmm. so it's I can definitely see that Um, for my first running back bust is actually mentioned him already is Najee Harris.
0: Yep. I I could see it.
1: He's... I don't think he'll do as bad, but he's still being put up there as, like, a top 10 running back, and I don't... I don't know. Like, he... I guess he could maybe crack the top 10 at, like, 10, maybe. Yeah. But, like, like we kind of mentioned, running backs are already kind of ranked so low right now as far as ADP goes. Like, I... (sighs) I I want him to do... Both of these players I picked, I actually think, should be much higher than... Or should do much better than what they have been, but they just won't. Um, Like, Najee Harris has amazing upside. Like, he has so much talent. If you put him behind, like, a Dallas line, right? Or you put him behind, like... I don't know. I'm just trying to think of any other good line that you could put him behind, like...
0: Besides the freaking
1: Steelers. Yeah, the Cowboys is obviously an insane line. Um, they make any running back look really good. I mean, look at Zeke. I mean, look at Tony Pollard, what they did with Pollard him. Yeah. is, yeah. Um, he's going to go off. But anyways. <laughs> so, Najee Harris, he just... It's basically the same exact team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're going to more maybe use him as more of a... <sighs> I'd almost use him more as a blocker right now because they need that much help <laughs> on that line. Yeah, Like, he's a good blocking running back, but just he was getting hit like... I think it was like two to three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Exactly like last right. year, that's what he averaged. I expect him to do a little bit better than last year, but I don't think he's someone you should be putting in your like first running back to pick. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I'd be sketched to pick him at all. Like it's such a huge risk, and not because he's injury prone. It's because the team is awful, <laughs> and yeah. he has like just can't seem to find a way to good way to use him. Um, my second one is J.K. Dobbins. I can see it. I want him. He should be. A workhorse. He should. But they won't do that because he's injury prone. He's
0: injury prone. He
1: is such good talent, and the Ravens are extremely good at rushing, but Mm -hmm. they are very good at picking good rushers. Lamar Jackson is obviously, it's kind of like a Jalen Hurts situation. Mm -hmm. He has a very good chance he takes away a lot of the rushing touchdowns. That's true. Um, J.K. Dobbins is injury prone, so they're going to split that back through with Gus Edwards, and I think there's another guy there I can't remember. They always have like they have that
0: the, they have exactly. They're one of the committees we're talking about. Yeah, and
1: it's like not like one that's like oh they have a pretty good backup. It's like no, they will run like half and half throughout the year, like I, if that. I
0: but. like that one too because I think the Ravens are going to focus a lot more on the past this next year too. Anyways, yeah. I mean just look at who they added: Odell Beckham Jr., Odell, Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers. The, um, I think
1: the Ravens are going to do really really good Shard this Bateman year. Should
0: be healthy hopefully, and Rashad Bateman is still there. And I honestly and Mark Andrews. And so.
1: Mark Andrews is going to be honestly probably the wider pass catcher too because mm-hmm. he's not a wide receiver, but like so J.K. Dobbins I think should be the workhorse, but he's not going to be because he's too injury prone. Exactly. They don't want to hurt him because of how good he is, so he's going to be split. Um, and honestly, you never know who's going to get that backfield because mm-hmm. Gus Edwards is bigger and he's tougher. Yep. J.K. Dobbins is faster, more elusive, but he's injury prone, so they're going to be using them very split. It's going to be probably like 45-55 with. Dave Dobbins probably getting the more carries but he's not that great we haven't seen him enough to say he's like that great of a pass catcher yet like really mm-hmm. um, and with running backs if they've got a good rusher like Mar um, or Jalen Hurts they're not going to dump off as much to their running backs as like maybe a Joe Burrow or like an Aaron Rodgers or something like that they're just going to take it themselves so it's yeah, so those are my two busts
0: for the running back position.
1: Those two are, they're, they're they're good players, but they're just not going to be good for fantasy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, wide receiver bust. I think I have two very hot takes here for wide receivers. I think
1: I have a couple too.
0: So the very first one here, this has to do with a new offensive coordinator, and also just a couple new pieces. Keenan Allen. Now let me explain uh, on Keenan Allen. Okay, I can see if him just for risk reasons. Well, number one, he's thirty-one now. He, he dealt with injuries last year a lot because we saw Mike Williams have to be out there a lot by himself, and he's not healthy either, mind you. Um, <laughs> but Keenan Allen's on the wrong side of 30. He's, he plays a lot on the slot, which is good. For someone who's on the wrong side of 30, that's kind of like their sweet spot, just quick, short routes, get the ball, get upfield. The issue with Keenan Allen is he now has Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. If there's one thing that Kellen Moore did not use a ton, it seems like in his offense last year was a slot receiver. Yeah, and they just drafted a new receiver, and that was the other thing. Quint, Quentin Johnston Quentin Johnston, yeah, that man is a, hmm, he's a beast. But so he's gonna eat some of the targets away. You also have obviously Mike Williams still there. Gerald Everett, solid tight end, um, and then Justin Herbert. Gerald Everett
1: is honestly like a, he's a solid tight end. He yeah. he
0: blends in with the receivers like he's really good. Kellen Moore tends to focus more on deep shots. I would say in terms of like in his offense, you have a workhorse running back. Who beats him downhill? Runs downhill with Austin Eckler. Eckler does a lot of the catching as well, which is what that kind of
1: puts Mike Williams
0: a little bit higher up. See, that's that's what I was actually going to. Like, I was thinking about putting him there, but what I'm thinking, I'm thinking Mike Williams is actually going to have a better season than Keenan Allen. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to be completely obsolete, but I can no. see him falling to wide receiver two in this offense due to age and also just scheme. Yeah. But also, Quentin Johnson's is going to have a lot of those targets too. He's yeah. a big-bodied receiver, great with the jump balls. Justin Herbert has a hell of an arm, and he'd love to throw a downfield. I mean, who doesn't? Right. If you so can do it, yeah. You have two jump ball guys there. I think they're both going to eat up some of the targets, and Keenan Allen, he he might have some openness underneath, but again, that's not really a part of Kellen Moore's big, like, he did, like, he used CD a little bit in the slot last year, but CD was also downfield a ton as well. Yeah. And the last, like, when I think about it, the last great wide uh, slot receiver in Dallas was Cole Beasley, and he left right before Kellen Moore was there. He was never really used with Kellen Moore. Yeah. So I think Keenan Allen is going to start losing some value just, again, due to scheme. And also, let's be honest, Brandon Staley, he's kind of a wild card in a negative way right now. Oh, yeah. Well, and Keenan Allen is a huge injury risk. Injury risk as well, He's just
1: as much, if not worse, than, like, Mike Evans. Like, honestly. Yeah. So
0: he's my first one in terms of, Someone to, at least that's getting drafted a little too high in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The other one might be a little bit hotter, going with Amari Cooper. So let me explain on Amari Cooper here a couple of reasons. Number one, this is his third starting quarterback week one in three years already. Yeah. He's also on the wrong side of 30, once again. Amari Cooper tends to focus. He's an outside receiver, likes to jump, relies a lot on his athleticism for that. Yep, likes to go downfield. He's again wrong side of thirty. He also dealt with injuries last year too. Deshaun Watson is going to. I think he's going to throw less than what they did last year because last year they had was it? It wasn't Baker, was it? Or no, was they it still
1: play? had Watson last year,
0: but he only played like one year game because then he also had to deal with the suspension. I'm trying to remember who the quarterback was there last year. I mean,
1: Watson. I thought Watson was there for a little bit last year. Yeah, yeah.
0: If, No, it wasn't. He played like one or he only played in the preseason. I thought. Uh, hold up! I gotta see. This is so bad for them. If I can't even think about who they're. Oh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that's right. Brissett, and mm, that kind of makes me think Cooper's gonna do better this year. I think he's gonna do worse because the thing with this is again Watson. He's gonna be a little rusty, but also he's more of a running threat. Yeah. So I think he's gonna take up a little bit more plays like that as well too. Again, Cooper, wrong side of the thirty. Had injuries again last year. And since he is... Can you name me another receiver on the Browns? Um, Peoples-Jones. Okay. Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yeah. Who's going to be the focus of the defense there? It's obviously going to be Amari Cooper. Or Chubb. That's true. If you I would almost get focus going. more on Chubb. In the, um, in, the, in the receiving game, anyways. I think Cooper is going to... Again, I don't think he's going to bust bust this year. But since we're defining bust as essentially being drafted too high, where I think that he's going to finish... I think Right now, mm. Cooper's being like a top. I want to say he's like a top 15 receiver. Right now, I don't think he's going to finish that high. Um, I'm not even sure top 20. Interesting, yeah. I
1: think he's actually going to do better this year.
0: Did you put him on your dark horse? Or no, no? I, I didn't, but
1: I did think about him because yeah. I think he is. I think Watson's going to be a lot better this year. I think, um, I think Cooper is not going to be, I don't think he's gonna be like a great receiver, but mm. I think he is going to do better. Um, I think the Browns are going to have a better year this year. Um, they yeah, should. They're, they're going to be more competitive. Um, mine, I put, I think that might be a little bit controversial too. Um, I put Christian Watson. I can see it. Because he's, he is supposed to be the number one receiver there. However, it's a new quarterback. Quarterback is brand new to this. I mean, he's not like brand new to the system itself, but it's the first year he's going to be actually starting. Yep. I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on Jordan Love. However, I think it's going to take time for him to actually develop. And I don't want to draft a receiver that has to take time. You know? Mm -hmm. Because I think by the end of the year, maybe he does pick it up. But I just don't want to draft someone that's – I have to wait for him to get good. Because then you never know if you should play him. It's like you're spending your whole season wondering if you should play him. And I don't necessarily want to have to pick someone like that if I don't have to. Um, cause Christian Watson, I think does have a ton of upside cause I do think Jordan Love is going to do good, but I just don't see it happening yet this year. I yep. do, I do see it maybe happening towards the end if they do make the, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but like if they do great, but like, I think that's when he'll finally start to show up. And by then it's kind of irrelevant to fantasy football. Yeah. Um, cause I think their defense might help them a lot this year. But I just don't want to have, like I said, I don't want to have to have a receiver where I'm like, oh, should I play him? Like, if I am if I have a choice between Christian Watson and, like, I don't know, like Brandon Ayuk, I'm going with Brandon Ayuk.
0: Interesting. I don't know about because that. Because Brandon
1: Ayuk is trending upwards.
0: He is trending upwards, but also Ayuk is in a system that focuses on multiple skill position players. No, no you're right. Playmakers. But Brandon
1: Ayuk almost seems like the true wide receiver of that team. Because Debo Samuel is the most talented, but that's why Debo does a lot of other stuff. Brandon Ayuk gets as much targets as uh, Debo does. He actually has deeper plays than Debo most of the time. True. De- de- like Brandon Ayuk, I think is super slept on. Um, he's just, and that's also another reason why I would pick him over Christian Watson because they're in a more developed system that they're familiar with. He has a better rapport with Brock Purdy.
0: So, anyways, <laughs> uh,
1: my second one is actually Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. He has been son- he has been done so dirty in this league. Honestly, yeah. probably one of the top talented receivers we have in the league.
0: It's just his quarterback. But he has never
1: had good quarterback. I do think though that Sam Howell will be good. But it's the same situation. But he's more new than.
0: He went from Carson Wentz to a fifth round pick.
1: Sam Howell is more new than Jordan Love.
0: Mm-hmm. This will be
1: his first year playing any game. Um.
0: And he's also in arguably the worst like, franchise you can be in. Because
1: right he, he did he did play, I think, a game last year that um, I think. Wait, didn't they beat the Cowboys with Sam Howell last year? I think he played one game and it was against the Cowboys, and they beat the Cowboys. But it's the work, Cowboys. That's yeah. not something to brag about. Um, so he he is there, but like he he is going to be this first year of him actually being a starting quarterback, exactly. and that is such a different kind of monster than just like filling in for someone for a week. Um. So, Scary Terry, I think could do really good, but it's kind of the same situation. We have no idea how good their rapport is together. Like they also have a lot of other receivers that do catch a lot. Like Jahan mm-hmm. Dotson is there. Um. Oh my gosh! Now that I say, there's a lot. I can't remember the freaking names. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is there. Brian, and they also that's another running back company there too. Um, Tony Gibson. Tony Gibson. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Anyways. So.
1: I think Scary Terry is gonna kinda digress this year.
0: But not because of his talent. It's no. because of his quarterback.
1: No, it's it's these players that I've picked, I want to do good, but they just won't do as good mm-hmm. as they're gonna as they're being set out to be. Um, but where did you go? So let's move on to tight end. Who did you put for tight end?
0: For bust. One of them kinda controversial. The other one I think is very controversial. I'll start with the not so kind of one, Kyle Pitts. I put him too because first things first, he gets a lot of yards. Yes, but that man cannot find his way into an end zone to save his life, and that's not really his fault. He just has not had the greatest quarterback situation. Really, he had the shell of Matt Ryan, Desmond Ritter, and I'm but sure. they
1: also just don't design plays for him.
0: That's the other thing too. They
1: just don't throw to him
0: in the red zone. They, mm-hmm. they I think
1: he had like only a couple touchdowns
0: last year. From what I can, t- I think he had one touchdown. Did he only just have one? Yeah. Hey. He, yeah, he was over a thousand yards, but yeah, he only had a touchdown. And not to mention, they brought in a brand new running back, they have a strong running back room, they have a running quarterback. Like I think they're gonna focus more on the run. Yeah. More than anything. They have Drake London there. They've got like Drake London, they have Kyle Pitts, they have um Mac Hollins. They may even use Cordell Patterson as a slot receiver. Yeah, well I mean he was
1: originally a receiver. Exactly. Um so I mean I can But see I that. just
0: don't think that offense is also gonna be very good.
1: I think it's gonna be better this year, but I still don't we're... think I just don't I don't see
0: Kyle Pitts like yeah. Two reasons. One, his quarterback, and then two, I think they're going to be more run oriented though, just because of Bijan. Oh, B. John and they Tyler drafted
1: Bijan for a reason. Exactly. Like they didn't need another running back, they really didn't. But they drafted him for a reason, so it's like, and I would assume Bijan Robinson will be used in the pass game too. Exactly. So I mean, it's yeah,
0: it's it's not it's not looking good for Kyle Pitts right now. No. no the no. other one I think is a hot take. T.J. Hawkinson. Okay. Two reasons. Number one, now that Adam Thielen is gone. They're gonna when it's in when it comes to the red zone. They're gonna focus more on T.J. Hawkinson because Adam Thielen was a big red zone target for. Adam Thielen was awesome, and now the obvious number one should be T.J. Hawkinson. And yes, I know maybe oh well you know maybe that's good for him, but what I think is going to happen now is that more attention is going to be swayed towards Hawkinson, and I think Jordan Addison is going to get a lot of that because that man was the Boletnikov winner at one point. And I I'm not again I don't think Hawkinson is going to have a terrible year, but I think he's being drafted. I think we saw like in a. Late third, early fourth. I think yeah, that's way too. That's high way
1: too high. So unless you're getting like the top three tight ends, I don't. You can literally even wait then. Forever. I think it's
0: just a top two between Mark Andrews and for fantasy purposes, Mark Andrews and um, Travis Kelsey. But even even Kittle has great potential. Like he isn't he a terrible pick for a higher round. Yeah, but it, again, he's in, Kittle's a different story. But uh, Hawkinson, I think, and also his quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Again, on the wrong side of 30. Yeah, quarterback play is definitely changing a lot. And not to mention, they're also going to have basically no running game. Because they they have Alexander Mattinson, but he's not really, he's not Dalvin Cook.
1: No, but honestly, he is super slept on. He is super slept on. When he does play, he does really well. He just never played because when you pay and have a person like Dalvin Cook, it's kind of like the same situation in, in Dallas. Pollard is just as good, if not better. I think he was better than Zeke.
0: The second he came in, yes, one hundred
1: percent. I think he's been better than Zeke for two years. That's my.
0: The difference with Pollard is, I've seen it in Pollard. Like when they're both playing at the same time, it's clear as day who the better running back is. When Mattinson and um, Cook could play, it was clear Cook. You know, I but still, I don't think Matt. I don't. I don't think Madison is as bad as what people say. It's not bad, but again, remember, we're basing bust off of their average draft position. No, yeah, He's for sure. He's being taken like early fifth round, late fourth. No, for sure. That's way too high for Alexander Madison.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, um, but
0: anyways, TJ Hawkinson. Like I said, I don't think he is good value at the late third, early fourth. You know, maybe late fifth. Um, but I think people are, I think people are basing their hopes a little too high on that Mm -hmm. and so I think is going to disappoint a little bit yeah mine already we already talked about was Kyle Pitts my second one was Tyler Higby for the Rams yeah because quarterback
1: who's going to be the quarterback is it still going to be Matt Stafford like who I think if he's healthy
0: Stafford if not
1: and that's the thing yeah and that's yeah yeah. Um, and if and if it's going to be a guy like Setson Bennett who are you going to throw to every play Cooper Cup. Exactly. So, I mean, Cooper Cup is going to be taking all the targets. You know, Cam Akers is there. there. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, – Tyler Higbee is supposed to be good, but he fell off a little bit last year. And he still seems to be rated a little bit higher than I think he should be. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I feel like Higbee should be someone you pick off the waiver wire when you, like, your regular tight end is on a bye week. Yep. Like, he can be useful there. Like – I don't think he's someone who should even really necessarily be drafted if you don't need to. Honestly, like yeah. Like Cole Komet, I would pick over him. Cole Komet. I'd pick Fryermuth over him. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd pick Njoku. Njoku for sure over him. I would still him. take Zach Ertz over him. Zach Ertz, definitely. Dallas Goddard, really They'll like. The obvious ones, yeah. Yeah, then like I said, what, that leaves <laughs> us like only three more for us starting. You know, obviously
0: Kelsey, Kelsey and Kittle. Mark Kittle.
1: Andrews, and Kittle. Like what, there's maybe two other quirk quarter- <laughs> Hawkinson, I'd pick over Higby. Any day to the see, yeah, Higby, I just don't, I just don't like Higby. I would not draft him. Like I said, he's someone you'd pick up off the waiver wire if you had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but now let's move on to sleepers, people who are not oh, going as high. Real quick, should. I do just
0: want to give them bonuses. I did pick busts for defense and kickers, real quick. Oh, you did? <laughs> Gosh. Now, some of these might be obvious. Some of them is maybe not as much. Um, Defense for Bust Just to avoid in general I put the Cowboys defense Now they were actually Top 10 defense last year And you know They have big name Michael Parson They have Trayvon Diggs But I think There's going to be Two issues here One I think Dak Prescott's going to put him In a lot of bad positions If he stays healthy And throws enough Interceptions and If he stays healthy And the other issue is too They have a new Offensive coordinator Ma- I think it's Marty Schottenheimer or something like that, who I think was like bottom ten the last time he was an offensive coordinator, which still blows my mind that they got ready to kill him more. But anyways, so what they're ge- so new offensive scheme, not a great offensive coordinator, and then also a quarterback who is about as hot and cold as it gets, yep. more cold. So though, though. Um, I would avoid the Cowboys defense. I think they're going to be on there a ton, and then a Patriots defense is the other one. Number one. Mac Jones apparently is the only quarterback they care about right now, which is not a good sign for you, which means you're also going to be on the field a ton too. Yeah. You're going to get scored on a lot. You're going to get scored on a ton. And and you guys, outside of Matthew Judon, don't really have a pass rush. Um, They don't. That's an issue. So, anyways, those are two defenses. And then kickers. Oh, my gosh. I
1: can't believe you're doing this.
0: I have let everybody know. I am giving them in-depth information. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you what I think after this. I'm going to tell you a former Bronco is an avoid person, Brandon McManus. He got cut by the Broncos this last offseason Picked up by the Jaguars He's with Jacksonville now The reason I say avoid him Is because his numbers have steadily declined Since his rookie season In terms of percentages made
1: Oh for sure um, Just and watch also, him
0: last year He sucked he, I think he only kicked like 74% Which is kind of rough That's really um, bad But also he, he missed from like inside the 40 Like 3-4 times Which is way too much Missed a couple extra points Didn't hit any um, 50 yarder he was okay I think he was like 8 of 11 Which isn't terrible um, but also, just in general, he was getting paid way too much, and yeah. I think I think his accuracy is just going to keep going down. So I, he's in a good offensive situation where I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity, but I don't think he's going to take advantage of it because you know his his efficiencies. I cannot
1: believe you literally did this for because honestly, kickers and defenses you can stream every week. I know, but I you literally you know. I only draft a quarter or a kicker and a defense because you have to. Like you literally just have
0: to. <laughs> and then another kicker consider another kicker I would consider avoiding Stop. has nothing to do with him. He's actually very accurate, very good. But I just don't think he's gonna get that many opportunities. <laughs> Daniel Carlson, the Raiders kicker.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, they have Jimmy G coming in. Yes, he's gonna have Devontae Adams, but who else basically?
1: That actually makes me think he could be a good one because they might get close enough to where he can maybe oh, a third. I don't think they're going to get close enough. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what uh, I'm saying. I is... think. I think with Devonte they will. Hear me. And out. I, I think get... Jimmy G is all. He's not great, but he's the he's on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's the head coach? <laughs> the guy they can't fire, cause the he's guy guy can't fire because he's
0: too expensive. He's too expensive. Okay. His offensive scheme just sucks. He's terrible as a head coach, and honestly, I. Daniel Carlson did start off this, his career really bad with Minnesota. He was a fifth-round pick, and he missed everything. Minnesota, yeah. Anyways, so that's someone I would avoid, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Again,
1: you can literally dra- You can literally stream, which means... If it's means, not Justin Tucker, then... If you're not getting Justin Tucker, it does not matter. It does not matter. Same with defenses. Just look at the matchup. If they're available, look at the best matchups. And pick the one that's best available that week. That's literally all you need to do. Unless you have a top defense like the Jets or the Niners. Really any other defense you can go with that week. Yes. So, Alright, okay. we can go ahead, We can hop on
0: over to sleepers now. Alright, you start with the quarterback. Okay. Both of these guys, I picked them for very similar situations. Young quarterbacks with a ton of weapons around them. With very good head coaches. Number one, Kenny Pickett. Wow. Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. We saw what he did. When Chase Claypool left, that man started going off.
1: Oh, yeah, because Chase Claypool
0: sucks, and George Pickens,
1: I think, is their best receiver.
0: Okay. Talented-wise, yes. Pat friar he has a great connection with Friar-Moose. They did improve the O-line. They also brought uh, Najee Harris is still back. They have Jalen Warren, who's actually very good in the receiver. Jalen
1: Warren is insanely good.
0: So I think he's going to be better. than His average draft position, I think he's not even getting drafted most of the time is what I'm saying. Remember, this is a sleeper pick. I think he can finish as a top 15 quarterback this year.
1: It's possible. Yeah,
0: And then the other guy, very similar position Not really getting drafted And to be fair, he is coming off of injury But he's going to have so much involvement He's going to have He has yak kings on his squad So I think he's just going to get so many points Based off the yak alone Brock Purdy Oh, he's yeah. got George Kittle. He's got Brandon Ayuk. Brock Pretty. I, I got, streamed
1: Brock Purdy last year, and then I kept him because he did so good. He, like exactly,
0: and he's not even getting drafted this year because again, he's coming off a big injury. Well, yeah, and he's not a top. But,
1: he's not a top ten quarterback.
0: Like, but he doesn't need to be. At least no, fantasy wise, he doesn't need to be. No, like fantasy
1: wise, he could finish in top ten. As in, as in, as in talent wise, as in like way talent-wise, things not goes. Really. No.
0: But fantasy-wise, I think he could be a top-ten quarterback. You got just. Christian
1: McCaffrey can dump off you, got Ayouk, you can dump off yeah, to. You George got Brandon Ayuk. you can dump off to. You got Debo Samuel, George Kittle,
0: Kyle check
1: H- Yeah. No. So, Brent, like, he has the most Brock weapons, I, is, think, I think, in this. He's rostered
0: in only, like, 40% of leagues. Wow. I think he's someone that, you know, he, he's a late-round quarterback you can pick up, like, last round probably. Yeah. And he can easily save you if your quarterback goes down see, just due to the amount of weapons he has.
1: See, and my thing with the quarterback I've been drafting, too, is... There are actually a lot of quarterbacks like that. Like Geno Smith last year, I didn't even he wasn't drafted. I picked him up like second or third week and then he freaking
0: But he came. also was a good rushing threat too. He
1: was too, but that's what I but that's what I mean. Like there are quarterbacks like that where you can like kinda wait for in the draft. Like really. Yeah. Um but yeah, so who's your second one?
0: I know yeah, you did you too. Kenny Pinker
1: I was looking at my. So I
0: think Kenny Pickett finishes top fifteen. Brock Purdy, I could I am only gonna say top fifteen because again he's a little injured, so he's gonna start off slow. I think. Yeah. But by the end of the season, I think they're both top fifteen fantasy QBs.
1: Yeah, for sure. So my sleeper, and this might be a little bit. People maybe think I am not, like maybe underestimated what I thought was underestimating. I think Trevor Lawrence. I think he could finish
0: as a top five quarterback. I think so too. He's got so many weapons too,
1: and it's not even that he's actually extremely talented. It's not like it's oh, not like yeah. Brock Purdy where he's got like a ton of weapons, but like you compare talent, Trevor Lawrence is way more talented than 100%. Brock Purdy, right? Um, he's very quick with his reads. He's very good with getting the ball down the field. He's got now Calvin Ridley, who is a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. Like he literally makes like other players are like going in slow motion. Yep. <laughs> like and. What rookie quarterback do you know that overcomes a twenty-plus point deficit in a half? Well, he
0: wasn't a rookie last year; it was his second year. I guess that's true. It was year second was year was Urban. Don't forget. That's Although, true. We for- he- we forget the Urban year. <laughs> we Forget the Urban year.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like his first year, like really like coming into his own. Like his like how many quarterbacks that young you know can like do that? You exactly. know, like besides like Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Joe Burrow is, doesn't get behind. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to finish literally as a top five quarterback this year. I really think he could. Um, I I think he's – I honestly, this might be a hot take. I think he's better than Herbert. I think he's better than Herbert. Mm. I think Herbert has a stronger arm, but talent-wise, I think Trevor Lawrence has much higher potential. That's interesting. My second quarterback is Justin Fields. Again, this is fantasy-related. Yeah, yeah. The Bears. I don't understand why they're getting a ton of hype <laughs> to saying that they're going to be like the best in their division. I'm like,
0: I mean, it's kind of a wide open division. If we're being honest, though,
1: yeah, but they're like putting them at twelve and five.
0: Don't I, get me wrong. I don't expect them to make the playoffs, much less win the division. But
1: for fantasy reasons, Kyle or Calpitt. Kyle wow, I'm reading my list yeah. here. Um, Justin Fields, honestly, is. A top quarterback for fantasy. It's kind of like Jalen Hurts before he became super good. Like I drafted him like his first year, he actually like was starting. Jalen Hurts like well, that's I get the same vibe from Justin Fields this year, except I think he's going to be even better because now he has DJ Moore, and but he's just so good at scrambling. Like he might he there's he easily has a chance to pop off for like a 50, 60 plus yard touchdown run. Yep. Like he's so incredibly. I think as much hype as they're getting, I still think that Justin Fields is being slept on.
0: I think he can finish top five fantasy wise. Yeah, just because of how big of a rushing threat he is. Yeah,
1: it, yeah, he's just as capable as Lamar Jackson, except he's healthier. Um, just as capable as Jalen Hurts as you know rushing attempts and stuff like that. So, so those are my two sleepers for quarterback. Now let's move on to running backs.
0: Okay, I was very high on this guy the last time we did fantasy. We talked about our fantasy rankings. Mm-hmm. I I am still very high on him. Again, he's going to be the focus of the offense. I I he started coming on at the end of last season. He's solid in the catch game as well, or in the passing game as well. And to be honest with you, especially with the quarterback situation and such flux, um, this is similar to Rashad White, but I think the difference is that this kid's just more talented than Rashad White. And we actually have some film of him actually doing good in a crappy situation. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers. Okay. Cam Akers, I think he's going around like the seventh round he would take right now, which is three rounds, like three, four rounds full underneath Rashad White. So similar yeah. situations. Again, since we're basing this basically off of where their draft position is right now or how we think they're basically how they're being evaluated, I think Cam Akers is gonna do much better. He's gonna outplay that because he's gonna be such a big focus of this offense.
1: You want me to tell you why I disagree though? Let's hear it. I think they're gonna be down too much. I don't think they're going to be able to use him as much as they would like to. I don't think they're going to be able to score as much. I think their defense is, take, is like, one of the worst. I know Aaron Donald's there, but, but I still yeah. think they're going to be, like, the worst defense out there. Um, I just don't think he's going to have the opportunity to create as much as he should.
0: I mean, I could see it, but I do think that, again, he was go- he was doing really good last year at, like, the last five games of the season
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the same season.
1: Plus, situation. there's – um, who knows if he's gonna want out again? I mean, there's a whole drama thing with that.
0: I mean, Lamar Jackson wanted out, and here we are. Yeah, that's a little bit different, though. <laughs> Point is, I do think Cam Akers is gonna outperform his seventh round, his his seventh eighth round draft position, and I think he's gonna do much better. Yeah. And um, then my other one. Cool. This guy's coming up an injury before his injury was going off, and then we saw just a little bit in this week three preseason as well. He was going off, Javante Williams. Yeah, he is such good value right now. He's um, going like in that eight nine range right oh, now. Oh yeah,
1: Javante is
0: I again. Think... He might start off a little slow, but he he played two drives. He caught four passes. I think had four rushes. Had like a total of thirty yards. Very good, especially you know, I mean Russell Wilson was throwing to this guy like every other player. I was gonna basically. say I
1: think the week before he got hurt, I was I had him last yeah. year and he got me like fifteen points alone off of catches.
0: That's what I'm saying. So like, he's going in the eighth ninth round right now. I, that's, a, I think, value I think that's right a very good one yeah. I think um,
1: so the ones I picked um, and I have one honorable one that it's not really a sleeper but I think people might be nervous to pick him for some reason yeah. um, but my first sleeper is and I know he's already kind of going high but Tony Pollard I think he has the potential wow. I think Tony Pollard has the potential to be the number one running back this year
0: he does but I, I, he's I don't know he's
1: never, he's never gotten a chance he's not in a committee He's going to be the workhorse. I think that Pollard is going to be a league winner. I think Tony Pollard is so extremely slept He's on He's like
0: early second round, even like late I first think, round.
1: I think he could. Honestly, it's not going to happen because I think people think it's too high of a risk to drop. I think he could be a top five pick.
0: Right now, his average ADP is 1.8. Yeah. So the eighth pick of the first round. Yeah.
1: I think he could go higher than that.
0: Wow. There's only like two, two or three running backs above him, which are C-Mac, I know, Austin Eckler, maybe Barkley or Bijan, just depending on how you I rank know. them.
1: I think Pollard is mo- going to get the most work out of those guys. I think he is just as talented, if not more talented, than those guys. We've just never gotten a chance to see.
0: I understand that. I will say this: I think the one, I think the running back who's going to get the most work this year, mainly because he is far and away the biggest threat on his offense. Is Henry? No. Oh. Or I mean, Henry is the biggest one, but he's got other issues Like his O-line is not great Yeah, I'm going with Barkley
1: Barkley, yeah
0: like We saw what he did to his offense last year Oh yeah, without Barkley, they wouldn't have made the playoffs They wouldn't have made the playoffs They might have
1: won like 3-4
0: games Exactly, so I think Barkley's going to finish as RB1 this year But I mean, Tony Pollard's not a bad I mean, it sucks that they're both in the NFC. Eat. Ugh. I mean, I I mean I know sleeper is like
1: it's a very weird thing to call him mm-hmm. a sleeper because I know he's already going to be picked as like a top running back. Yeah. But I literally think he could be going as like a top 5 pick. I can see it. Um but I don't but like it's much safer to go with the top 5 that's there right now. Exactly. Um my second one is actually a sleeper is uh Travis Etienne. Because I think he is going to do a lot better this year he's actually going to be this this is going to be the first year where he doesn't have any kind of injury prone going into it, like any kind of injury problems He is not there's um I'm forgetting now who was in the backfield with him, Robinson. James Robinson. He's not there anymore.
0: But you know who is? Tank Bigsby and he is a big goal line. He's a big goal line running back.
1: Yes, but Travis Etienne is going to be played a lot in the pass game.
0: He's gonna get a lot but you also have to realize there's a lot of mouths to feed in that passing game. Yeah, Calvin. No, I know for sure. For sure. Evan Ingram. But if you have a
1: good if you have a good passing um Running back, you're going to use him a lot. That's why Eckler is so insane.
0: I will say this. I do think that ETN is properly rated. I wouldn't – because he's going, like, in the third round right now. I wouldn't really call him a sleeper because I, I personally think he's properly rated, Um, like, going in the third round right now. And, again, I think he's going to lose some goal line work because he, he's a thin-frame guy. He's, he's very small. Right. He's fairly small for a running back. Tank think Bigsby, I think, is going to take a lot of that goal line work. And then in the passing game, like I said, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, and I'm not sure how much work Etienne's going to get in the red zone. Mainly just because of his size.
1: Right. But I think that Travis Etienne is actually someone who people are kind of passing up when they really shouldn't be. Like, Travis Etienne is a great pick to have. I think people are looking a little bit down on him. I think he's a great like running back, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's you. Oh. I thought the door was – I was like, what the – like, who's here? Like, anyways, no. One um, thing I was going to say – um, is that with Travis Etienne, a reception is almost more important than attempts because you, no matter where he catches it, even if it's a, like a catch for two yards, that's still a point, point two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not like point two. It's a whole point, point two. So, I mean, I think Travis Etienne, that's why I think he's a little bit slept on because his, first of all, he's fully healthy. He has big play breakout potential. I just... I don't know. I think Travis Etienne needs to be a little bit higher, but... Understandable. It is what it is. Um. Okay, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Number one,
0: Cortland Sutton. With Jerry Judy's injury, yeah. we're very unsure about it. Yeah. And Sutton's already proven he could be a QB1, or a wide receiver 1 in an offense before. With a quarterback who, even with last year, Russell Wilson was worse than that. We had Drew Locke and... I think we even had Joe Flacco that year. It was not a good year. Yeah. And he was a good wide receiver one that year. So I think he's a sleeper. He's going like almost 10th round or something like that. Uh, Again, I still think Judy finishes wide receiver one, but I think you can get good value out of Sutton in like the sixth, seventh round. Like I think he's being valued way too low right now. And then my other one, I actually mentioned him earlier, and I think he's going to get a lot of one-on-one looks is Jordan Addison.
1: Oh, Jordan Addison. Okay.
0: You have Justin Jefferson literally eating up half the field. You have TJ Hawkinson, now you have Jordan Addison, Bletnikoff winner, was solid at two places he played at Pittsburgh as well as USC. Obviously with Kirk Cousins, they're going to throw a ton. I think Addison, he's going in like the 11th, 10th round as well. I think Addison's severely underrated. Um, I think he can be going very similar to like Corlin Sutton, 6th, maybe 7th round. Right. Um, And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with how well he does this year. Yeah, for sure. Um... Was that just one, or did you do two? Sutton and Edison. Sutton and Edison. Yeah. Gosh, where's my mind at? Um, so my
1: first one is George Pickens. George Pickens. Yeah. He could too. be going as like a second or third round, but he's not going to be. He's not going to be. He's no. like a fifth, Talent-wise, sixth. Talent-wise,
0: he's a second rounder at the worst. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: I think George Pickens is going to have a – I think this is going to be his year where he blows up. Okay. I personally believe that this is going to be like his year where he gets recognized. Um, It's crazy – how overlooked he is and how far down he's being drafted right now. Mm. Because it's like they said and how I was feeling, when he catches it, it just looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, like every catch he makes somehow how it makes it look awesome. Like, he has some insane plays. Like, he's so good. He's got big play potential. He's fast. He's great at route running. And now that he's built some really good connections with Pickett, I Pickens is going to be great. Yeah. He's gonna I think he's literally someone that's a steal at his position right now where, his, where he's put... Um, the second one I actually changed at the last second here um, is um, Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson, okay. For the reasons we mentioned before, Keenan Allen is very injury prone. He's older. Mike Williams
0: also is prone. also
1: injury prone. Quentin Quentin Johnson is a big target, mm-hmm. and he's getting a lot of hype right now. I think because and the ball is kind of spread around a lot on this team. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why he's kind of put down a little bit, because um, Mike Williams has big play potential, obviously with Keenan Allen. But I think with them both kind of being injured, I think Quentin Johnson makes a big. I, um, he might even make a running for like rookie offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You know that just depends on how good Bijan Robinson is. <laughs> um, but Quentin Johnson has a great quarterback thrown to throw into him. That's yes. what I would almost put him over Pickens for in a sense, because Kenny Pickett's good, mm-hmm. but he's not Justin Herbert. Makes sense, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I th- I, I'm excited to watch Quentin Johnson, but I'm so excited to watch Piggins because whenever he catches it, it's just, it's just so just, fun. It's so
0: awesome. it's a, cool, a, yeah, so a awesome. good-looking one.
1: Um, all right, so now let's move on to tight end.
0: First one here. And I did bash on this offense a little bit before, but if there's one thing that this specific quarterback likes to do is he likes to throw it short and get it out of his hands quickly. I'm going Austin Hooper. He's currently with the Raiders right now. And if there's one oh. thing that they're big on is tight ends in Vegas. And since there's no more Darren Waller, no more Foster Moreau, that leaves Austin Hooper. Dante yeah. Adams is going to be attracting the I didn't even, all the even. I didn't even in.
1: think of Austin Hooper.
0: So I think Austin Hooper, again, he's basically not even being drafted right now. He's, he's basically not, but I think he has top 10 potential. Yeah. And again, this is based off tight ends, not necessarily right. anything else, but... I do think as a tight end, he has top potential to be top 10 because Jimmy G loves his dump-offs. And again, dude, he could have 10 catches for 50 yards. That's 15 yeah. points. Yeah, he's going to
1: get He's gonna get some work done for sure. Exactly. So is so so your second one.
0: My other one is actually Evan Ingram. And I did say there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. But if there's one thing Evan Ingram has that a lot of the targets on Jacksonville does not, is size. Yeah, that's true. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Travis Etienne, they're all very thin. They're all they're, very smaller-built people, yeah. yeah. Evan Ingram is a monster. That guy is huge. Yeah. And he worked on his hands. He used to have really... Like, he dropped passes a ton. And he had a nice breakout season with Lawrence last year. They're bringing back basically everybody. I think he's going to be the favorite red zone target. Um, and I think for that, too, he has high top 10 potential as well. So I'm going Evan Ingram and... Um, for Austin sure. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um, So my first one, maybe it's not too much of a sleeper, but I think David Njoku is going to have an amazing year. Okay. Um, He already started to have really good rapport last year. He started doing really good last year, finally. He's been in the league for how long and he's f- last year he finally right. started to find his stride. Um, And now he's just going to have full-time um Watson there. Yep, And Watson is much better than who's been playing there. Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah. so I think David is going to have a great year. I think he's going to find the end zone a lot. I think he's going to be the main red zone target. Um, Nick Chubb, if they don't run it in with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. But like Say they're in within like the twenty yard line. Maybe they're. I feel like Najoku's going to be a really high target for that. Um, now my second one is Dalton Kincaid, the guy from Utah for I Buffalo. I considered
0: him. I considered him. Um, Cause they used to Buffalo loves to throw to their tight end. They do. Dawson Knox. Yeah.
1: But he's. But I think he's put a, I think he's put in as the starter. Isn't yeah, I he? think he's penciled in as a starter too. Yeah. So. But they're going to use a lot of two tight end looks too. They do, but I think. I think Kincaid is gonna be really good. It's gonna be a little bit hard to kind of decipher because it's kind of hard when they have two different tight ends mm-hmm.
0: that they like to play. And it's, this is relatively speaking too. I mean, this is tight ends.
1: Yeah, it's tight ends. It's like, it's yeah. Once you get past the top three or four, it's like you can kind of go with a lot. Yeah. Um, Kincaid though, I think is gonna have an awesome rookie year. I think he's gonna be. A lot better than what people uh, expect. He's had a great year, a great like off season. Yeah, you know he's gonna be really fun to watch. So that's who I have for mine. So,
0: anyways, and then if you'd like, I can go to my defenses real quick and kickers. Oh my, gosh. Then kickers. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm just gonna briefly mention them just real quick here. Kicker Bruh. Riley Patterson is a kicker for Detroit. I think he's gonna get so many opportunities. He was very accurate last year, and with all the weapons they have in Detroit now, I think he's gonna have a lot of options too. Cameron Dicker is the kicker for the Chargers. I think he's very similar situation. A lot of offense, a lot of opportunity. I think he's just going to have a good year, and he was solid last year for the Chargers too. Defense-wise, I got to throw the Dolphins defense. Some guy took him number one, so you just have to. You have to. I'm just kidding. No, but they actually have a solid defense though, even without Jalen Ramsey for most of the year. Still bringing back Xavier and Howard. They have Jeff Holland back there up front. You have Christian Wilkins. You have Bradley Chubb. You have Emmanuel Ogba, like, it's a solid, good defense. I think they're going to be very good, too. And then I am also going to mention the Broncos' defense led I by Pat Tan at the back end. I still can't believe you're doing this right now. I think they're going to finish the top ten as well.
1: Oh, yeah. The Broncos are a top defense. Yeah. I, I would say it goes Niners, Broncos, and Jets. Wow, oh, okay. That's what I would put as the top defenses right now. But So, anyways, that's my defense and kicker talk. But... Cool. So yeah, that's kind of it for this week for our fantasy football, uh, you know, episode. Um, once the season gets in next week, we're gonna talk about um, like waiver wire pickups, more injuries that happen, you know, players that are starting to get more targets maybe than others. You know, as the season goes on, we'll adjust to how we do it. Um, But no, that's it for this week, for sleepers and busts this week. Make sure you give it a listen before your drafts. You kind of know where you want to be type of thing. Listen to the kind of strategies that there are, see what you want to do. If you want to go like a couple of elite running backs right off the bat and then try and just hope there's some of those good receivers left over because there should be. That's a very, you know, like we said, very heavy with with receivers this year. Or are you just going to go straight into those elite receivers, right? In a PPR league especially, you want to get someone who is a really good receiver, gets a lot of catches. Um, But no, but I think that's it for this week. Talk to you next time.